it's Wednesday. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, and welcome back to Todd Campbell. Thank you. And we are going to continue our discussion today on games with the theme of superheroes. So we talked on Monday about games that were very intro level, that would be good for pulling people into the hobby Mm -hmm. who have a superhero interest but maybe don't know board games terribly well. Let's say we've got past that, or let's say that we're already people who are into board games but want something superhero-y. Right. What is there out there that's kind of big and well-known in terms of superheroes that would be good for me to suggest to someone to play? For me, if I was trying to give you into the get you into the next level of superhero game, I would start with the DC deck builder game. Uh, okay. Cryptozoic. Right. Um, it's a very, very simple deck builder game. Um, the theme is, to a certain extent, slapped on, uh, but I like the mechanics very well. And if you've played any of the deck builder games before, like Dominion or Trains uh, uh, or Ascension, you'll understand how this game works. It's essentially built on the Ascension engine. Right. Right. And that is essentially, you're kind of killing a treadmill of cards that kind of comes through, right? Yeah, so there's going to be various master villains that you're uh, trying to defeat. Uh, Just like any deck builder, you'll shuffle up your deck, you'll get five cards, and each of your cards will give you some power. In this we have both, uh, uh, we have power, and I believe there's another symbol, punch symbol. And so you're going to use your power to buy cards, but also... Uh, you can use it to defeat villains. And when you defeat villains, they go into your deck, they become cards that you can use. Uh, and you're trying to build up your power level so that you can defeat the the big bad guys. Right. Uh, some of the cards will attack other players. Some of the cards will attack both players. There's ambush cards that uh, will have to... They will do things when they turn up where they you might have to discard some cards or it might give you a negative uh, victory point card that you'll use at the end of the game. Um... But they're all they're very simple, and what's great about them is there's a whole bunch of different themes for them. So you have the DC theme, and there's tons of expansions they put out for the game so far. There's also the Lord of the Rings. They have games for all of the Lord of the Rings line. There's a Street Fighter one, and any of them can be jammed together. So you could conceivably have Legolas in the Batmobile with, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so they're kind of silly. Exactly, exactly. They're kind of silly, but uh, I like them a lot. Mm. I must admit, I played this and I had a problem with it from a thematic perspective. And I'm not even a big DC fan. I like my Batman, and I adore the Wonder Woman movie, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of my extent of really enjoying it. I I personally think DC superheroes are overpowered. Um, Well, yeah, DC are more... They're more archetypical gods. Right. Uh, As opposed to Marvel. In, In Marvel, every hero is... Is just is a person who has this thing thrown on them and they have to deal with it, and to a certain extent, people don't like them for it. Whereas in in the DC universe, they are gods and they are kind of worshipped like gods to a certain extent. Yeah, and I think so. I, I must admit, I did come at the DC deck builder with a certain degree of prejudgment just because of the theme. But I, yeah. my problem was exactly how slapped on the theme was. Yeah, uh, and I think the fact that you've actually said Legolas can drive the Batmobile and fire Hadoukens <laughs> at people kind of gives you an idea of that. But even within that game, I wasn't mm-hmm. that big of a fan of the idea that Superman could be using the lasso of truth and driving the Batmobile. Right. Uh, that said, it is a very accessible theme, and the, the cards are recognizable to anybody who knows the DC franchise. Mm-hmm. The game itself is very accessible, and I, I personally I prefer the Lord of the Rings one. I have a right. few of the the, uh, the box sets for it. Uh, it's just a very simple game. Like if you mm. don't, if you want to sit down, you don't want to 
plow through a huge rule book and you don't want to do a lot with your game. You just want to sit down and have a good time and not think a whole bunch. The DC deck builders are great. Right. Well, let's take that a little stretch further then. I've got the DC deck builder under my belt. I Mm -hmm. understand that. I really enjoy this deck building concept. Where do I go next? Uh, You could go on to to the Legendary series, the Marvel Legendary series. Right. They are a cooperative deck builder game. Um, Personally, I'm not a fan. Okay. I find them a little too much for what they do. I, I find them a little too complex. For my taste. Interesting. Uh, I've played... I haven't played the Marvel one, but I have played the um, the Alien uh, version of that game. Right. Legendary Encounters. Legendary Encounters. Uh, Alien. And uh, yeah, I just didn't I didn't like it as much. No, that's interesting because actually Legendary Encounters is fractionally more complicated than Legendary Marvel. And I actually prefer Encounters myself. Really? Uh, the Alien game. I haven't played Predator, which is the other one. Uh, but I'm going to reel that backwards a second because mm-hmm. we are on superheroes right now and I could go on about Legendary Alien for a while, but I won't. Right. Um, but Legendary Marvel, it's it's got a lot of similarities with the DC deck builder in terms of it is a deck builder. You mm-hmm. have your buy symbol and you have your attack symbol, yeah. which in this case is stars and claws, I think, I believe so, uh, yeah. if I remember rightly. And you are working together to try and defeat the big bad who you have to beat up four times if right. I... If I I haven't played this for quite some time, but I think you have to you have to defeat him four times to win win the game. Mm-hmm. And he's strong. You really have to build up quite a lot to be able to beat him. Yeah. Even in the base set, where there's the suggestion of the first game where you're up against Red Skull and Hydra and mm-hmm. uh, Hand Ninjas, I think. You you have your, your overarching nemesis and then two I think it's two uh, sets of minions that you'll be fighting against. Yeah. Um, so you might fight the Skrull, you might fight the Hand Ninjas, Hydra is one uh, Doom bots are another one, so you can kind of create your own little scenario here of maybe you have all of the X Men against Doctor Doom or something yeah. like that, or you can just mishmash and and put together a group that that works. But some synergies will be better than others because the heroes interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And the thing I I think I prefer about this compared to the DC deck builder is the fact that the heroes are relatively thematic for what is a fairly abstracted game in yeah, the sense that it's a lot true. of it's a lot of resource management in some ways of if I play this card and then this card I get to do something a bit better even though Spider-Man is somehow making Maria Hill better or something like that <laughs> right. like it's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily flow in terms of um, thematic canon yes but I think there's a little bit more connection to it than there is for DC which is something I appreciated that's true I think one of the other things I, I, I didn't like so much about the mm-hmm. legendary games is that you are working together right but there is one winner yeah I never play with that okay I, I don't like so technically you're supposed to keep all of the things that you beat up during the game and also you can save uh, witnesses I think they're called or uh, innocence or something yeah um, you can save them if they get captured during the game mm-hmm. and all of those things are worth points and whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins now I've only played a couple of multiplayer games of this I tend to play mm-hmm. it solitaire yeah. and it's actually a really good solitaire experience but yeah, I have a problem with the winner. I don't go for that at all. I yeah. just say, let's just play cooperative and we either win or lose. Okay, so I don't like cards. Let's pretend this for a moment. But I want to play a superhero game that's of this sort of level of complexity. What would you go to there? The Dice Master games? Yeah. Yeah. I think they would be good. And I th- I don't think they're... There's as much to take in no. as much as, as necessarily as this. They're almost of this complexity. Are they? Because I've only read about them. I, I haven't had a chance to play any of them yet. Uh, but from what I understand, you are, you're creating your team and mm-hmm. then you're going to be drafting your dice and putting it in a bag and pulling them out and rolling them. Yeah, so have you played Quarriors? Uh, no. 
No, okay. but I know about Quarriers as well. It's not the same game, but it's based on the same system. Um, it is an Eric very, Lang game. And it is I'm, an Eric Lang game. I'm a huge fan of Eric's. So. Yeah, me too. Your dice will have different symbols on them that you can roll, and the dice are specific to the character. So if I have the Hulk on my team, I'm going to have bright green and purple dice, because that's right. the Hulk's coloration. <laughs> and I will roll them, and some of them will be power symbols that will let me buy other cards. And some of them will be... Uh, the representation of that character. So the Hulk might be a fist. Right. Uh, Thor might be a hammer. Uh, Iron Man, I think, is an arc reactor, mini arc reactor, right. something like that. But they, they all have a symbol that is representative and three sides of the dice of the character, mm. usually. And they all have different power levels. So I might roll these up and I get a level two Hulk and a level one Black Widow and some power dice to put them into play and things like that. And cool. I will set them to attack my opponent. And then you can manipulate them a little bit. You can kind of spin them around based on some power cards that are in the game. And that's where the complexity comes from, is everything I've just explained happens through, I roll the dice and if the symbols match, fundamentally I get to do that thing or put that into play. Uh, And then there's the only extra thing is attack and defense levels of the dice when they fight each other. But there's a lot of dice in this game. And if you're playing it from the point of view of someone... These are so cheap. There's something like $2 for a booster pack that comes with two dice and two cards. uh, Or four dice, or I forget. I haven't bought any for quite some time. But you can build up a collection of this stuff extremely fast. Mm -hmm. And when you have to start selecting a group from within this and you bring it... And uh, you know the idea is that I bring my team, you bring your team, and we play them against each other... Mm There's a lot of cards out on the table with a lot of different abilities, and if you have a certain level of a character, they might have a little asterisk on them that means they get to do something slightly more powerful, or you you haven't seen this power card before and it does something a little different. And they're all based around do damage, refresh characters, get your dice back, that right. sort of thing. Right. There's just a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's designed in the same way as something like Magic the Gathering is designed around collecting cards. This one's designed around collecting your dice pool, and you know you can have a giant gigantic bucket of dice <laughs> by the time you've spent 50 bucks on this right right um and so it, it, it expands very quickly i actually don't own any of this one i own some of the dungeons and dragons set um they've got oh, multiples right. they did one for Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm. um i forget all of the others they've done a whole whack load of these yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but they did an avengers versus x-men i think was the original marvel one and mm-hmm. i think they've done an uncanny x-men set since then um so there's quite a lot here that's great but it feels very thematic it actually does, mm-hmm. because the characters all have a power that's based around who they are. Amazing. You know, if you if you feel Hulk out there, he's going to be really, really powerful. Or, you know, if you feel feel Black Widow, she might get some kind of sneak, sneaky ability or something like that. I, I don't know the abilities of these characters. I, I must specify that. I haven't played this as much as the D&D one. But they, mm. are, they all have some kind of something that fits who they are. Yeah. And you have the fact that the dice are in their colors. You know, if I'm playing with green and purple dice and the Hulk's out on the field, I know exactly what I'm playing with. Right. And it's th- that in and of itself is really cool. But what's interesting about everything we're discussing today is these games are all in the top 1,000 games on BoardGameGeek by mm-hmm. user rankings. And they're pretty much all that is in the top 1,000 ranking of superhero games. <laughs> I looked this up. I clicked on that little superhero button I was talking about on Monday to look at what games were available and what their rankings were. And there are seven superhero games in the top 1,000. There may be more than that, but wow. seven that are marked as superheroes. Yeah. And it's two versions of Legendary, Legendary mm-hmm. Marvel, Legendary Marvel Villains, two versions of the deck-building game, which is uh, the base game in Heroes Unite, and the Uncanny X-Men and Avengers vs. X-Men versions of Dice Masters. That's wow. six of the top seven. 
And the seventh one we're going to talk about on Friday, because that's way more complicated than anything <laughs> we have touched on so far. Uh, and anyone who's aware of superhero board games knows exactly what's coming. But it just amazed me that that is it. Yeah, that is rather strange. I know we talked on Monday about, you know, the popularity of superheroes, but I think this is a very stark representation of how few good games there are out there that use this thing. I wonder why. Is it is it just the licensing? I would imagine that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine it's also very difficult to create an authentic uh, pantheon, if you like, of your mm. own characters. Yeah. But I'm not sure. I feel like there should be more of these things. I really, really do. Yeah, definitely. But the one we're going to come talk about on Friday seems to be endlessly expanding and is amazing. So I'm going to shut up now. And we will join (laughs) you again on Friday to discuss that and a couple of other games that are somewhat more complex than what we've discussed so far. So we'll see you guys on Friday. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you.